You're listening to Needless to Say, another disgraceful member of the Damaged Goods Podcast Network. Check out us and other great shows at damagedgoodsinc.com. Vagina fish pizza. Giving in to Cleveland diarrhea. Bidding farewell to Gator McCluskey. Looking up to Kaepernick's afro. Gonna need a little Elvin Thibodeau to spice up my Medea. Boning the half-dead beaver like priests porking in a playground. Now look, if you ask anyone doing a weekly podcast how they come up with an hour plus of material each week, they'll all say the same thing. When you have chemistry, it all just comes together. That's an awesome statement, and it's completely full of shit, and I'll tell you why. If you rely on topics and headlines alone to carry you, you're already less entertaining than the truth. And when your show comes across like a less funny version of Forbes, you kind of want to reconsider those radio dreams. It's a lesson we've learned way too many times on this show, and one we're probably going to screw up a few more times before the holidays even get here. But every now and then, we get lucky. You see, the random sentences I opened this intro with weren't just there for cheap laughs. They weren't there for shock. They weren't fantasy football names for a Pennsylvania Catholic men's league. They weren't just weird euphemisms for what Mike thinks sex looks like. Instead, they were all accurate descriptions of news that came from the week that was. We didn't plan it that way, but again, sometimes even the biggest hacks, hacks like us, still get a little bit of luck on their side. This week, we're focusing on people who actually work versus those who don't. Those who reap millions in rewards for being a shitty quarterback. Those who choose very bad career paths in which to be attracted to children. Those who simply shouldn't be working in space travel. And those who love animals perhaps a little bit too much. Most importantly, we're focusing on those who have a work ethic until the internet shames them for having one. Yeah, it's kind of ironic when you think about it. All of the headlines and topics kind of fell in our laps this week, a week about people working a little bit harder. Of course, we also have a resident expert who's seen both sides of this fence in the last eight weeks, so I guess we get a bit of a pass. And because we're still us, there's still going to be plenty of meaningless side talks and meandering that should have been edited out, and at least five new ways to interrupt someone before letting them get to the point. Yeah, I'm still trying to finish the Louis C.K. story from last week, fuckers. So enough of this. One guy who never lets us down and has the work ethic of five Clydesdales is the ever-reliable Maestro. So Maestro, put down the disinfectant, stop sandblasting Mike's undershirt pits, quit buffing Craig's neck thing to a high shine, quit applying for other jobs that damage goods, get off your knees, and hit that music. Welcome back to Needless to Say. I'm Craig. I'm here with Brad and Mrs. Brad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, here, Melissa's here with us tonight. That's right. She, she lost a bet. 
I'm yep. feeling really good about her losing best. She lost two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks at you and gets reminded it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, folks? Not much. Craig, why is my wife here? Because someone else isn't. Yep. We had to uh we had to fix a few things in the episode. Yeah. I'd love to call them technical difficulties, but us being assholes isn't exactly a technical difficulty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Mike isn't here tonight, so no. we replaced him. And so there we are. And and we're going to do the show again. Yeah. And, and fortunately, not enough time has passed that it feels like the show is going to be dated. Because chances are we weren't going to get this out until tomorrow anyway. Yeah, exactly. So what the hell is one more day? Yep. So here we are. So we are uh, in Studio B. Yep. As you, if you couldn't tell by the glorious intro there. Yeah. <laughs> but we did get complaints about crickets and car noise. Yes. And so we're a show for the people. We are accommodating the people. Yes. We, there's, you're still going to hear some crickets, <laughs> I'm sure. And it's, spiders. We're going to get spiders, Craig. No, there's no more. There's only one. Yeah, in this entire Brad garage. Saved, Brad saved my life <laughs> like, like about 10 minutes ago. It was over. Thing was coming right at me. So what is it about spiders that bother you, but people dressing up like spiders that you think is just fucking awesome? It's my favorite superhero ever. <laughs> it's it's Spider-Man. That's irony. Right? It is. I think no. my, my, my favorite superhero is AIDS guy. <laughs> and you know, yet in college, I was so cautious. <laughs> Who's the guy at the health clinic grabbing handfuls of those free condoms? Yeah. That you know somebody was just taking a safety pin to the whole time. <laughs> Some malicious prick was just leading to underage pregnancy across the University of yeah, Maryland. Exactly. And 24 years later, he ended up shooting up a fucking video game tournament in yeah. Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I just, I never liked spiders. Bugs do not bother me. Lizards do not bother me. Snakes do not bother me. I know you've said it before, but you said eight legs is unnatural. It's an even number. Nothing How is that unnatural? A thousand leggers. Those things crawl up there and they look like like fucking they're like car wash snakes brushes. Snakes with fur on the bottom. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like fluffy snakes. Octopus. Oh, yeah. It's different. It's eight. Yeah, it is eight. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. They're gross. They're weird. They're evil. They can kill you. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so can a badger. Some of them have hair. You ever see them shoot the hair? Really? Do you want me to get a video and show you right now? No. All right. Then tell me how your week was. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> it's, been, it's been all right. Dealing with the car. I think I talked about my wife's car last week. We had bought her a car. Um, <laughs> well, so you thought you So did. we thought we did. We we. We did buy it. We're paying for it. <laughs> just don't have it. You're already two payments in. Yeah, just don't have it yet. They just keep messing up with the registration. And you thought you waited for your car long. This has been insane. You know, and I mean, to the point where I almost wanted to say, hey, we're done. We don't want it. We'll go I could have had my car sooner, but I didn't feel like paying for the tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just been crazy. They keep dicking me around. You know, it seems like. But we'll what, see. Deal, what dealer was that again? It's a state line Jeep in Somerset, Massachusetts on what's the name of the road? <laughs> it's it's G.A.R. Highway. It's yes, right there. Yes, you, you, yep. I guarantee you, if they're listening, you guys really fucked up. Yeah. 
And I, I, I promised myself I wouldn't swear too much tonight, but I feel like this situation warrants it. State line Jeep yes. in Somerset, Massachusetts. As soon as this episode airs, Craig will have his car. Yes. And then you guys will feel our presence. Yep. Okay, check your social media. Check it often. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to light that up. They sent it. The funny thing is, is right when we went, they sent my wife about five emails with requests for um, reviews on different <laughs> on different sites. Yeah. On, on all kinds of different. And my wife's like, save, save, <laughs> save. She hasn't done any of them yet. And she's waiting. And as soon as that car is in our possession, she is just going to hammer them. And so am I. I mean, I'm going to I they got to have a Twitter page. They got to have a Facebook page. And I bet you I get blocked on both. I think you should go to their Instagram page and ha- show an empty driveway and say, look at my new car from Stateline Jeep. That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but go to different locations. Here's my car at work. Here's yep. my car in my driveway. Here's my car at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's really getting me around. <laughs> this, oh, my God. Where's my, I'm gonna do, my Instagram will be loaded tomorrow. <laughs> I would yep. be like, I wish the runner from State Line Jeep in Somerset, Massachusetts, uh, was as quick getting my registration as they were running to the bank. Yeah. Because I would then take a picture of like a $2,900 debit or whatever it was that you gave them okay, from your bank account. Yeah. I, I would just humiliate them. I'm also going to go on there, and I told you this off the air, but I'm actually going to go on there and say flat out. Yeah. Um, I was going to buy a car here because I actually have a, an interest. We've looked there for Jeeps from it. Yeah. I want a new Jeep. This was a Band-Aid. I'm yeah. going to get a new Jeep. And I was going to buy it there until this happened. Yeah. And don't. so now they're going to have it on their page. I was going to until you did this to my friend. Yeah. I'm, And you know what? More than anything, you know, the court of public opinion is tremendous these days. We all know what social media and, and social reviews do to businesses. Yeah. We're going to bury these guys. Oh, I'm going to hammer away. Hammer away. I've done it before with other companies. Like I said, I've been I've been blocked <laughs> on several accounts for companies that screwed me. And the thing is, I, the mistakes. Ha- I'm not that type of person. I know mistakes happen. I can deal with that. If you said, "Hey, we screwed up. You know, this is not. Sorry about this. It's a, in, you know, I know it's inconvenient, but you know, we messed up. Okay. But if you call me back the next day and you're like, "Hey, guess what? <laughs> we did it again." You know, and you're like, all You've right. You waited two and a half, almost three weeks for a car that was in inventory. It's in, it, yeah. This didn't come from another state. No. This, this what you, the car you test drove is the one you wanted to buy. Yep. What is the goddamn problem? Yep. And I know that Rhode Island DMV is a pain in the ass, but there's there's no excuse. There's absolute, absolutely zero excuse at this point. So I mean, good week. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's been, yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'd love to tell you a, a sob story. As you guys may remember, I was going to Cleveland and I went to Cleveland and I wanted to come back with the world's most epic, you know, the hell would you carry and the Christmas story building socks and you know what, enough with this town in the orange and everything else. Yeah. I had a fantastic time in Cleveland and I want to tip my cap to the city of Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not even calling it a town. I'm giving it its justice. Cleveland, Ohio is a genuine city. And I had a genuinely good time. They've got a culinary scene, and these guys can drink. <laughs> and by these guys, I also mean the people I went with, who I won't name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Co-workers and supervisors and people that probably don't want this on the air. But 
good goddamn, did we have a good time? Yeah. Every night I was there. I was drinking, 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 and we were drinking more. And then I went back to the hotel bar on a Tuesday night, and there was a line of people <laughs> waiting to get served at a Marriott. I'm like, what is going on in this town? Every bar was packed. No, either everybody is serially unemployed or they just don't give a shit. Yeah. And that's what I love about this town. So my hat is tipped. We also did work and attended a conference, but mostly we wore orange and drank ourselves stupid. Yeah. And that was it. So my hat, again, tipped to the city of Cleveland. And then I came home. Uh, I stayed up. I pulled an all-nighter. Yeah, you did. And I want to talk a little bit about all-nighters for people who are over the age of 40. Um, don't. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it. Um, because I'm a genius, I decided to set up with a 6 a.m. flight. And I figured, well, that'll get me home. I'll be home and early. I'll be bright, refreshed, and ready to tackle the weekend. We do the show, and I'll be all awake. Yep. And I'll be energized rather than rolling in off a plane, having you pick me up at the airport, like the bus stage. No, I didn't do that. I decided I was going to get home early. And then this happened. I'm 42. Yeah. And that's what happened. So It's rough. I tried staying out late. Originally, my plan was to go home around 8 p.m., sleep until 2 a.m., and then get up, pack my shit, take a nice long shower. That would have been fine if I was that responsible. But how long have we done this show? You know full well how responsible I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> and so I decided, well, you know, one more drink, one more drink, one more drink. And then, you know, I will, I'll come out and say it. My boss was like, no, you can't go home yet. One you start doing that one hour, two hours, three hours. Yeah, you start <laughs> counting down the amount of yeah, sleep yeah. and when you're going to set the alarm. And, and then I said, you know, what the hell with this? I'm going to stay up all night. And so everybody rolled back to the hotel about 1130. That was cool. 11.30 and 4 a.m., it seems like there's only four and a half hours. It's actually 19 hours. <laughs> because nobody wanted to come for the nightcap. There was less of a line at the hotel bar. And I said, well, okay, let me stimulate my brain. I'm going to work. And I was typing. And I was typing. I got some stuff done. And I was ahead of the game. for the. And I'm, like, feeling good. Now it's 1 a.m. Still have three hours to go before I have to call an Uber. And I'm staring around a hotel room. So I said, well, you know what? Let me pack. Four minutes later, I'm done packing. <laughs> I mean, shit's got to get ironed anyway. Yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm done packing. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you take a shower? You know, get a little pep in your step. Take a shower. It's yeah, 1 freshen up. 1.30 in the morning. I'll exaggerate. 1.30 in the morning. Take a nice long shower in this gorgeous shower I had in this hotel room. And... Oh, what do you want to do after a really good hot shower at the end of a day? Lay down. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And for, part of me sat down on the bed, and then I kind of did that one elbow lean. And I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep. And there's no alarm because my phone's all the way the fuck over there. Yeah. And I'm not going to go set that alarm because that's conceding the battle. So I got back up, and I said, you're going to work some more. And so I started writing again. And this time, I'm nodding off at the computer. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to call it daydreaming, but I wasn't. I was just dreaming. I was sleeping at the computer. And whatever I was dreaming and hallucinating about in my dream started showing up on the very real work I was about <laughs> to hit send on and launch into the Internet and send to my supervisor. And I, I do believe I was writing about, 
you know, what, what we write about with the company and that of nowhere, I started arguing with myself. And that's what how I had two lines of argument typed out because I was literally bouncing my head off yep. the top of the keyboard. And so finally, mercifully, 4 a.m. rolled around and I said, okay, now you're awake. You're standing out front. You're still pretty early. Your flight don't take off for another two hours. Hopefully the Uber will be late. <laughs> so I call the Uber. Next thing you know, headlights go on right across the street. And he <laughs> zips right he on ride. up. Uh, and he, he was. His name was Dominique, a very pleasant man. And very understanding of just how tired people are at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He was also, he appreciated the fact that I stayed up all night and I was his first fare of the day. And I eventually got back. I don't remember taking off or landing in any city. I think I was in Philadelphia for a few minutes. By the grace of God, somebody wheeled me to the other (laughs) gate, which wasn't far. I took planes that were held together by duct tape and prayer. Yeah, I saw that that picture. Oh, that thing was tiny. I think Ethan had one of these in my living room. (laughs) I made it there and we're back. So, you know what? Again, thank you, Cleveland. I really appreciate it. We'll be back next year, hopefully on an actual plane. (laughs) But, you know, that was a really long way to get to the point. I came home to one person. I came home to somebody who greeted me with open arms or at least an angry stare. And she's sitting here with us tonight. So, Melissa, if you could lean into the mic. How was your week? Long. (laughs) <laughs> I, I knew this was going to be radio gold yeah. <laughs> no it's been fine just busy it's always hard because you were gone last week and we kids and i got into a rhythm by thursday i love how it it's taken me 10 years to get into a rhythm with my children and you've done it in you know every time i leave town <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes us a couple of days it's usually bumpy but then we fall into a rhythm but on the last day that you were gone we fell into that rhythm, and then he came back and screwed and it all up. Ruins it, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even bring souvenirs this time. No. Because you don't look good in orange as much as you love the color. I do love the color. I look horrible in it. But did you You didn't even mention that when you got home, you couldn't get into the house because at 42 years old, you don't carry a house key with you. Well, no, I don't travel with a house key because people have usually been here, and then we also usually have a spare key hanging on one of the 93,000 nails in here. True. <laughs> okay, and that the one day I actually don't see that bullshit telephone cord... Uh, keychain is the day I need it most. So I got to call my neighbor who'd already been over backwards. Well, he had watched yeah. the kids every morning. I would drop them off at their house at seven in the morning so I could get to work. And then on top of everything I asked, I was leaving for work on Friday and I was on my way up to work and I thought, oh my gosh. I said, Tim, can you find out if, if the dog pooped for the person? For Sophia when she took her out, which is always an awkward thing to say to an adult. And in fact, she had not let the dog poop. So I, Tim came back and let the dog poop. And then two hours later, had to come and let Brad in the house, probably also to poop. You know, we pre-record this show, but I actually am already predicting a huge boost in female listenership for the first two thirds of that story. And then dog poop just shutting that down. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, that's the word, the word poop. That's the most it's ever. I don't think it's ever been used on this show. No, I love the word poop. That's pretty <laughs> because it's what it is. Yeah. Shit is a swear. It's how you use it for emphasis. Use it for a lot of different things. But poop is poop. Yeah, but you just used it like Mike used f bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was in, pretty in, good in the lost version of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I talked about Cleveland for ten minutes, but I think dog poop takes the weekend review. <laughs> but why did I rush home, folks? I rushed home because I had work to do. Despite being in Cleveland for work, I had work to do. Still had work to get done, yeah. And that's kind of what prompted a lot of the headlines that we're going to pull tonight. You know? I mean, I'm assuming that was your week. You ended with poop, right? 
Well, that was the end of last week. This week was just trying to get back into a routine without you, with you being here, which was... Yeah, and dealing with his poop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have to say, today was flawless and there was no poop involved. Nice. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was a, it was a great day. But um, we were talking a little bit about work ethic because a lot of the headlines this week were really speaking yeah. to the fact that some people in this world really have a good work ethic. A lot more of them don't. Yep. And so we're going to take another shot at it. We're going to give it a shot. And we should preface some of the audio with Mike might actually make it into this episode. Yeah, we might splice some of it in. We had a few Some of it was salvageable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, truth be told, we did swear a lot, which is why hearing the word poop is kind of appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that. So, uh, you know, let, let's get right into it. I mean, I think the first headline that jumped at me, and, you know, actually, let me pull up the outline. I don't remember what the first headline Well, I, I can tell you because it kind of ties into what's going on right now is we have Hurricane Florence barreling down on the Carolinas right now. It's not looking good for those people. Anybody down there? Hope, Even inland. Hope yeah. That thing's a monster, it's man. A monster. And it's just going to hang out. Yeah. They talk about dumping like three feet of rain and ridiculous, you know. 82-foot swells reported off Cape Hatteras today. Yeah. 82 feet. That's like That's Hawaii pretty, waves. Well, yeah. they're anticipating 75% of people will be out of power for at least a week. Yeah. Almost like a typical thunderstorm in Rhode Island. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or stiff breeze. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's 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 horrible. You got a lot of problems going on. But the funny thing was, is there was a massive typhoon in Japan last week. Right. And some man who was so dedicated to his job of delivering pizza actually delivered a pizza in the middle of this typhoon on a moped. Now, granted, I'm sure all the cheese was slid to one side and that thing when the person got it. Because yeah. he, he, they had photos of him, like video, like street um, cameras, surveillance cameras of him falling on his moped from the wind just whipping. Would not let this thing fall over. Yep. Just catching the moped so it wouldn't fall over. Just pick it back up. Like, go. And to deliver a pizza. But my, who ordered the pizza? <laughs> Was it Domino's? Because they'll replace it if something happens in route. Right, yeah, Maybe he exactly. was trying to save his job. <laughs> exactly. It's, I said, it's right. He just got, he got high in Charlottesville. So much. <laughs> he, just, he just took him down. He's like, I'm in the U.S. I don't have to do this shitty job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wind starts blowing. He happens to be carrying a pizza. Yeah. He found the one place in town that puts eel on it. And next thing you know, the pizza drops in the water, the eels swim away. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the ironic thing is the next day after this typhoon, they had a mass, not a massive earthquake, but a good 6.6. Every That's, earthquake is massive. Yeah. The ground is shifting under your feet. Yeah. No such thing as a small earthquake. Yeah, exactly. So I was That's like saying just, mild diarrhea. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he stuck it out at his day job at the glass factory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's poor bastard. But that that is dedication. You know what I mean? Shit. I know people. I'm not going to mention any names. Have called work because their belly hurts. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> this guy drove a moped through a typhoon to bring someone a pizza, and I mean they gave him a dollar tip. <laughs> or if he was late with it, they probably just slammed the door in his face. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's been longer than 30 minutes. We don't want it. <laughs> All of his clothes are ripped. His helmet's sideways. He's rushing up the stairs. But I had a bigger question. For what does Japanese pizza look like? I kind of already touched on it with the eel comment, but 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't this know. is a country that sells used panties out of vending machines, <laughs> like right on main strips. Like you don't even have to go down an alley for this. You know, it's not some weird like subsect of Tokyo. <laughs> it's it's just two slices butt together on the wide end. You know full well they have like a vagina salmon pizza. Oh, you know it. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, after seeing the porn that these guys develop, God only knows what their pizza looks like. (laughs) But whatever. This is a city that continues to let Godzilla crush their homes and then cheer at them. Swatting a moth away. (laughs) (laughs) Japanese people are fucking weird, man. Oh, yeah. They got some crazy shit going on. Just watch anime. Right? Exactly. Bizarre. And I went to art school. All right. So that's a guy with a solid worth ethic, though. Solid. You know, this is a guy who's like anything to get this pizza to this person's house. Do you realize how many times I would have said F this and and been done with it? The second the guy called me in the morning and said, hey, you coming in? (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) I don't know if you've checked the news. Nobody's going to order pizza today. Yeah. Except for that one douchebag on the highest walk up apartment in Tokyo. (laughs) But, you know, then we've got the polar opposite. And you mentioned not too far away. Uh, Yeah, same continent, different worlds. Different worlds. The International Space Station had a little issue. There was a hole in it. It They were leaking air, and they were trying to find this hole. And when they found it, they thought it was from a micrometeorite at first. It was small. Then one... Upon further inspection, they're like, hey, there's scratches on the side of it. <laughs> like somebody was going at it with a drill. So then they immediately, the Russians started investigating and saying it was sabotage. You know, somebody tried sabotaging the space station. And then they started thinking maybe it was one of the younger cadets who just didn't want to be on the space station anymore. You know, they get that space hysteria type thing, you know. The, 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 they go the, for like six months. Yeah, and, and you get that. It's like a dementia. Yeah. Well, because you're floating around. Clearly, your brain can't be good. We were not meant to be there. Otherwise, we wouldn't be floating. You're, yeah, you're not up. You're not down. So th- these guys are out there in a small, confined space. I mean, we're in your garage right now. Could you imagine being in here with six people? For I'm already sick and tired months? of you two. Yeah. To be honest with <laughs> you. Know? I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> so they assumed it was sabotage. And, that, and the first thing they thought was it wasn't somebody trying to bring it down. It was somebody trying to get them out of there before their tour was up. Like, okay, we're going to jump in the Soyuz capsule. And, you know, they have a small escape capsule. And where does that send them? Back to Earth? Yeah. Yeah. What if it's facing the wrong way? No, it's just like a re-entry vehicle, small, uh, like almost like the Apollo mission. It looks like one of the, um, like Apollo. Oh, like the Lem. Yeah, like, yeah. like it, um, you know, it, little mini kaleidoscope yeah, things a, you get as a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? No, yeah, I know what you're talking. Little no triangular idea. thing. Thank you. Yes, it's yeah, it's like a triangle heat shield on the bottom, pointy like a bell. I really think you two should start your own podcast going obs- <laughs> obscure shit from childhood that nobody else knows. <laughs> but anyway, then they realized, hey, this has happened before. That nobody knew about it. NASA didn't know about this. And they realized, hey, this has happened before. There was a hole, I guess, prior to this that somebody had filled when it was being built. One of the people building it accidentally drilled a hole in the wrong spot. And was like, oops. <laughs> and, instead, and instead of reporting it to somebody, they just took some epoxy and filled it. Thinking like, okay. But 
the first time it happened, it was on a re-entry vehicle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not what you want epoxy on. No, exactly. So they realized, you know, they, they actually tracked that down, found it was, you know, the found the person who did it. Obviously got fired and probably fired. No, uh, probably went to the gulag, gulag and, and <laughs> you know, you know, who knows where the hell that guy ended up. I just like hearing you say gulag. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, so now they realize somebody drilled a hole in this on the ground before we brought it up and attached it and made it a part of the space station. And they filled it in. And then eventually over time, whatever they had plug in the hole. Just got sucked out. Wouldn't a hole like that make it implode, though? You know this no. stuff. I don't. It's no. What it is is it's a pressurized vehicle. So the outside is a, is a is a vacuum. Let's just say that, you know, as an example, if you went in a pool with a tank of compressed air and you brought a beach ball down with you, that beach ball is going to be collapsed and shrunk. But if you hooked it up to the compressed air and turned it on, it's going to fill up. So it's pressurized on the inside. But what's happened is they were losing air, and they only had about eighteen hours of air left. Because it was a small hole, so it wasn't... It's not like you see in the movies, like a tiny hole and it's going to suck the astronaut through the hole and blow him out into space like a string of spaghetti. You know, <laughs> That's not how it works. That's too bad. You know, right? And yeah, as cool as that sounds. <laughs> you know, but that's not how it works. But um, they were losing air, and they were losing air fast enough that they only had about 18 hours left. By the time they found the hole, were able to plug it and Did they say, use okay, epoxy? I think they did. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure they're going to, obviously something's going to have to be done. They're going to have to either replace that whole section or whatever they're going to do. I'm sure they got ways to repair it without filling it with epoxy. You know? I, but, I just, I love that when the first time you heard this story, I was like, how many times have you done this on somebody's floor? Yeah. You know, like a heavily trafficked area. Yeah, that's where cool, some but the whole family go wasn't going to die in 18 hours <laughs> you know, when I did it, you know. I didn't cover a giant hole in the floor. And well, like, I was going to say, you would. if, Like, you could kill somebody if the floor yeah, collapsed. Yeah. And since most of your clientele is elderly. Yeah. It seems like you only do homes of, like, old people that have smelly carpet. I've, in the past month, I've gone through the entire cycle of life. I did a preschool, an old folks home. Like, I mean, like the Alzheimer's unit where the people... We had, we had a woman chase the guy who owns the company, a uh, young guy I went to school with him. He owns the, the flooring store, and we're on this big job for him, and we're working. And this woman actually was holding a clipboard, and she didn't seem that old, and she wasn't. She just, she's got Alzheimer's, but she's holding a clipboard, and you have, to get out, you have to hit a code. They give you a code so you can open the doors. All the doors are locked. Yep. And... He opened the door and she followed him right out and then started running <laughs> as soon as she got out the door. They had an alarm on my grandmother's yeah. wheelchair. Yeah. They my do. mom said it was a sad day when she realized they took it off because that meant that she wasn't trying anymore. She had conceded. Conceded. <laughs> Is yeah, that like when exactly. you're at the supermarket and the wheels stop turning after you go a certain distance from the, the front oh, yeah, door? Yeah, they have that at ours. <laughs> but yeah, she st- yeah, she started running, but... She didn't know where to go, which way to go. And it's a big building, you know what I mean? So she was like, oh, they grabbed her right away. And they brought her back and they're like, Mary, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, answer what are the you one doing? question we all have. What was on the clipboard? Nothing. Oh. Oh, she was playing. It was like the great escape. She was all set. She was waiting to fool somebody and just follow, followed them right out. And then ran so, to nowhere. And then started running. She like. So, Did she actually physically run? Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird. Like I said, it, it was kind of sad because. 
really, she was probably really early 60s, late 50s, suffering from Alzheimer's. You know, and that's that's pretty sad. But it was hilarious (laughs) at the same time. I'd love to get her a job on the space station. (laughs) Yeah. Every day, like something new. Wow. I'm floating. But, but yeah, you know, but I mean, you know, you're talking about work work ethic and stuff. Everybody makes mistakes in their job and everybody's tried to cover them up a little bit. But there's a point where you say, well, <laughs> if I just cover this up, like, oh, let me put a piece of tape on this. <laughs> you know, people Duct are going to die. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, clearly it was an engineer because they knew how much hole they could drill before they created a bigger problem or a crack that developed or yeah. something like that. They knew what they were doing. Did they really think, though? It takes months to plan how to get people off of there. Yeah. Like, how on earth were they planning on to do this in 18 hours? Yeah. It takes, like, what, seven hours just to get up there? Yeah. They, for them for them to get off, they would have had to get into the Soyuz capsule, which I said, which is like an escape capsule that they have. Because anytime they have, like... um space debris that comes really close to the space station when they have to move it sometimes they get they're like you know they'll have a few hours where they say okay you know this thing's coming it's coming right at you you're gonna have to move out of the way and it could be anything from a bolt that's traveling at eighteen thousand miles a second (laughs) (laughs) so they gotta move things that'll rip right through it like nothing you know so they they'll put them they all get into the soyuz capsule and then the, then the shuttle, they move the shuttle, I mean, the, the shuttle, the space station. And then once the threat's passed, then they all get out. But they'll sit in there for a couple of hours. You know what I mean? Just in case something happens, then they can detach from it and they just fall back to Earth, basically. Not bad. Thank God it's flat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Just if you miss that edge. It's like landing <laughs> yeah. on a Japanese pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just don't hit the squid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but instead of getting all technical with that, all said, it just boils down to the fact that everybody on that space station was pooping their pants awesome. for 18 hours. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank you for that technical breakdown. Yep. And, you know and, me, the NASA engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and me for poop. Yes. But you, yeah, have, to, yeah. you have to measure carpet three times, but you're a NASA engineer expert. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. Like, if I was going to build it, it would just be like popsicle sticks and duct tape. Yeah, and it would probably <laughs> fucking fly. <laughs> I don't know anything about you, but you said Solubilis capsule about six times in there. Yeah. Know your audience. And after that speech, we don't have one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but this is for the diehards. This one goes out to everybody that stuck us out and, and hung out with us during that fucking 20 minutes of Russian space knowledge. Yep. Okay, we're, we're going to get to stuff that's a little more prevalent on Earth. Poop. Uh, by the yes. <laughs> well, some may agree. Yeah, some may agree. Uh, I know that by the time this hits the air, you're already tired of the memes. You're already tired of the black and white just do it ads. But yep. it would not be a needless to say episode if we didn't get into the things that are making people question free speech. Anything more than Ka- Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. So we got to get into this. By now, you've heard it all. You've heard it twice. You've heard it five times. You made up your own mind. We don't care. We're doing the episode late. We're going to do it anyway. We're doing it anyway. Colin Kaepernick decided since his NFL career was over, that would be the ideal time to sign with an athletic sportswear company. (laughs) I believe I'm signing next week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, just donate 
is Mike's fucking statement. <laughs> That's been Mike's thing for months, if not years. Jelly filled. <laughs> not donut. Just don't it. No, donut. It should also be donut. So glad you're here. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> should be Is donut. it wrong that in that last segment you said the word vacuum and I immediately looked at her and said, go do it? <laughs> Now you got to leave that part in. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to explain the situation, but, you know, what's our stance on this? Like, I'm kind of torn. You know, we've talked on the show that most of us are in agreement at the table. We all tend to lean a little right, okay? And, you know, we tend to try to be proud of this country. I've made it clear I'm not really proud of this country. Yes. I don't believe in this country. I don't believe in our government, no matter who's in charge. I don't buy into the memes that Obama was any better of a president than Trump because I think they're all corrupt in their own ways. That said, I think Obama was a better president than Trump because he's not a fucking idiot. Yep. I think you need a certain level of decorum and a certain level of grace to run any country, much less what used to be the most powerful, most respected nation in the world. And let's face it, we've fallen so far off that discussion. Not just as a result of this. Okay, it goes back 20 years to when we were talking about blowjobs in the White House. Yeah. Okay, I think we've been losing credibility steadily for years. When we had a guy who couldn't spell potato in vice, vice president. president. Yeah, yep. as a vice president. When we had a guy in office that basically got mocked every week on Saturday Night Live for mispronouncing words. Yep. Okay, I feel like we've been losing this credibility for a long time. So I don't think it's entirely Trump's fault. Um, but I also know he's not doing anything to help himself. Okay, but now we're in a country where we're still not able to agree on anything. Even a guy like a terrible quarterback, okay, that couldn't get a job on an NFL team, lost his starting job because he sucked. Yeah. Decided to take a knee because he was protesting, which I have no problem with. Yeah. You do your thing. That's free speech. We are champions of free speech on this show. Do your thing. But it became a movement. And suddenly, now it's just one more thing for this country to argue about at a time where we don't need that. Yeah. and a I th- divide. And we're just creating more divide. So what's your stance on him signing with Nike, a company that promotes athletes at their greatest form? This guy has done nothing but sit on the sideline and take a knee during the national anthem. I mean, I, I look at it. It's an agenda on Nike's part to make more money. Is what it is. That's that's all. They don't give a shit. <laughs> if they did, three year old kids wouldn't be lacing up your shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you need those little hands to get the laces through those tiny holes. You know, <laughs> and, for seventeen cents. Yeah, and you know, or, or, yeah, exactly. Some woman working for seventeen cents an hour to make a shoe in a, you know in a factory that is not safe. So not safe. They're employing five year olds. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, to shove those little fucking silica packets into everything. Something that stopped in this country in the 1800s. You know, well, the, actually, the 30s? actually the early 1900s. 30s, I think, is when was child um, labor was put into place. That happened. That started in Fall River, Massachusetts. Well, I mean, no, I'm sorry, not Fall River, Massachusetts. That started in, uh, yeah, whatever. Some other I'm town completely no, not it, close no, to here. It at was all. in Rhode Island, actually. I'm sorry, right on the Blackstone River, that factory there. He was the first proponent of. Uh, well, it was that, and it was the farm kids in the Midwest that were working ridiculous hours and getting caught up in hay balers. 
Yeah, yeah. They're tiny. They get sucked into those things easy. (laughs) (laughs) But but how else are you going to clean those little spikes? They're so close together. But you're actually making my point. You know, Nike has no problem putting children to work because it's not in the U.S. Why should we be so into their opinions about the U.S.? Exactly. And more importantly, is Colin Kaepernick kind of selling himself out? By signing with a company that genuinely doesn't give a shit about anything but money. You can say the manufacturing part about any company in this country. And I work for a manufacturing company. And it's a family-owned company. It's It's been around for 40 years. And the owner of the company said flat out, I don't want to be in China. But the manufacturing that we partner with is in China. If I don't go, I don't have work. I cannot employ people. He goes, at least if we go to China, we can keep the customer service, the product development, the art yeah. here. Okay. But, but as your company is not stepping up to support a, a polarizing athlete or non-athlete. Yeah. No, but I think if anything, if you're going to play devil's advocate and do the PR thing with Nike and Colin Kaepernick, you can say Kaepernick started something that is still sending the ripple effect through sports. They are still talking about it in football. Is There's it allowed? Can kneeling. you be employed? Very few. Did you notice on there opening was very weekend? Few, but there very were few. There was only a handful it. of them. And Kaepernick, I mean, he's standing firm. I got no problem with Colin no, Kaepernick. I, I Let, was, let's be abundantly clear about that. I totally support his right to express himself any way he wishes. But I've said it a thousand times on this show before. Freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence. Yeah, and and the consequence right now is not really being felt by him. It's this ripple effect that he's created, where communities and people are are fighting with one Families another. Families are arguing. Families are arguing. Exactly. <laughs> people on podcasts done in a basement normally now being done in a garage are arguing about these things. Yeah, exactly. And it's really upsetting to me because we have bigger issues to worry about than people taking a knee. You don't want to stand for your flag. That's fine. My counter to that is don't bitch and moan when they come and save your ass. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. D- you know, don't be there to be, to accept that help. Yep. Okay. And don't be so willing if a police officer saves you. I realize there's a big disparity in the way people are treated in this country. I'm not blind to that. Yeah. But do you, and I think Melissa said it best. I don't think he knew what he was doing in, or at least starting when he did this, but I'm very concerned about the timing. He he wasn't doing this when he was a starter. No. He was creating attention for himself, and I think his hopes were that some other NFL team said, I like that kid's spunk. I like the way he goes against the system. I want him on my team. He'll draw headlines. He'll put asses in seats. Yep. You know, and there were a bunch of teams in the league that could certainly use that last year, mostly the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad athlete. Kid's a good athlete. Okay, he'd probably go play arena ball if it wasn't for all of this. Now he's a $10 million Nike spokesman. Why not sign with a black-owned company with nothing to do with sports? Yeah. Why not sign, or, or even a sportswear company, why not sign with a black-owned company rather than a conglomerate like Nike? That exploits people consistently, forever. And that's, a, you know, people started burning the sneak. Oh, Colin Kaepernick, you put him on your thing, I'm burning my sneakers. You didn't give a shit about the four-year-old kid that lost his finger in the lace machine last week. Because that happened over there. Because that happened in China. That's right. Exactly. And and if it didn't happen there, my Nikes would have been $450 rather than 
two hundred. And it's not Nike, yeah. just Nike. No, Reebok's doing it. Adidas yeah, is doing it. They're exactly. all doing it. They're all doing it. Why not, Colin Kaepernick? Why doesn't Colin Kaepernick sign with a company that has nothing to do with sports? Since he's not an athlete anymore, at least not a working one. Why not sign with a company that's black owned, okay, visible that can get him the marking he needs to get his voice out? L.A. Gear. because nike approached him because of his his image and what he started and the fact that he is he created something that is still they're still having meetings among the football coaches and general managers about how to handle the situation there was that huge meeting of like the big 10 or whatever it was general managers the giants the patriots and all the big football teams they met in New York over the summer, and they said, how do we handle this? The fact yeah. that what he started, for whatever reason that he started it, whether it was a personal reason, a selfish reason, or an unselfish reason to draw attention to everything that's been going on, he started something that, even though he's not even in the league anymore, is causing an effect. And Nike saw him as a polarizing character. They approached him, and they said, "Well, get- seriously, would you turn down $10 million? It's not a question of whether or not I would turn down ten million dollars, but no. I'm sure there are plenty of black-owned companies out there that would have happily paid him that ten million. Why I Nike? I don't know. Exactly, and there's Name tons. One. Of people, there's tons of people. Out I don't there. know. I'm not trying to take advantage of a cause. Seventy-five percent of the people that burn their Nikes and YouTube videos this week, if Nike said, "Hey, I give you ten dollars million dollars if you kneel down at that," would do it at the flat. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> this goes so back to the social the media. Anthem. This goes back to yeah. social media thing. Why do people do it on YouTube? Why not just do it? If you actually believe in that cause, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Just do it. But I, I just think it's ridiculous that they got to put it on YouTube. Why do you put it on YouTube? Because you want to be seen. Because you want to be. You want to be seen as be the, the guy that was a little bit ahead of the curve. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fighting the man. Turn off the camera and then show me how much you care. Yeah. Okay. Do me a favor. Take a knee during the national anthem when nobody's around. Nobody's doing it because nobody else is watching. Yeah. It's all about being seen and because you think you're making a point. You're not. You're not. Okay. Colin Kaepernick has every right to take a knee. I don't think him taking a knee is really drawing that much attention. And frankly, I don't think the end result is what he was looking for. I think he realizes now that he may have started something bigger than his B- little bigger peanut than he brain could can handle. handle. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. I don't but, think he ever expected it to become this. I thought he, ex- I think he expected it to be a silent protest yep. that he was doing, and if and when he got back to playing, it would just become what it was. But he took advantage of a situation. I don't think he can go back now. Not to cut you off, and I'm sorry for that. We tried not to do that tonight. Yeah, that's all right. I cut off my own wife, and I we, do that regularly at the I was dinner like, table. Yeah, I'm yeah. like we live together. I'm used to it. <laughs> but I, I don't think he can go back to playing now. And this is a guy no. who knows nothing but football. Yep. I don't think he's got a future in football now, no matter how much better he gets. I know he still thinks he does, but he also turned down a job from the Denver Broncos. Yep. He apparently didn't agree with John Elway's you know, belief system. Now it's getting stupid. Well, you just turned down a job with an NFL team that actually, to be honest with you, kind of needs a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's created, a, a not a character, but a character that he is, and he has, he's going to walk that line. Of that type of person that will say no. Branded is probably a better word than. And then he accepted another brand, and it's the most recognizable brand in the world, the Nike swoosh. And so I don't think Colin Kaepernick did what was in his best interest for this movement. If this is genuinely going to be a movement, 
then there were better ways to go about it and that would have paid him more than enough money to live on. Let's not assume that Colin Kaepernick is broke. He's not. He's not. He did not no. need the $10 million to get by, and he definitely had the support of people. Let's face it. If he goes to businesses that support him, he ain't paying for meals. No. Okay? And if he gave that whole $10 million to some inner-city program, then maybe I would think, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he did it, and, and he... He's still standing his ground. He was like, I don't want the $10 million. Just sign that check over no, to this. No, let's put it to work. Oh, this yeah. is why. This is why. Okay, put it do. for victims of police abuse. Yeah. Okay, put it for victims or of... Or create a watchdog group against police brutality. Because it's out there. I never denied that. I, do I support... Of course we didn't. Do I support the police? Absolutely. Because if someone's breaking into my house, they're the first people I'm going to call. I support good police. I also Are support... Are there bad police? Good butchers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good, exactly. Good tailors? Good good tailors, yeah. Good sneaker stitchers in China? There's tons... Look what, <laughs> look what happened in New York City today. New York City today, they just rounded up a whole bunch of cops that were busted in a gambling and prostitution ring. There it is. Well, we had this conversation with our 10-year-old this week, this weekend, I think. And we were saying there's... there's Good people in every profession, and there's bad people in every, in every profession. profession. You cannot say all cops are bad, just like you can't say all teachers are bad, and teachers are in the news just as much as police well, officers. Well, then can you say an entire flag is bad? No, you can't. But no. I, but I do think that if the way that our our country is right now, it's it's very, it's very it's perceived as very black and white. If you're this, you support that. If you're it's, that, you support this. It's never been as divided as... as well, and what, and what well, do we always say on the Civil War? And well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty that was, bad pre that was pretty clear cut, yeah. too, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have people that are watching our president say there's good people on both sides when there's a riot happening at... Yeah. A, a Klan rally. Yeah, that was just the and I think, ever. I think, there, I think yeah. the flag yeah. has become synonymous it's, with that with that with the, with the government with the thing but honestly we're one of the only countries that stands and like it's almost idolizing what our what we have with the flag yeah. and i don't think it's necessary yeah to other countries laugh at the way we worship this flag i mean we really do for years we've gotten behind the idea that the flag symbolizes everything we count for, but without a flag we should still be able to function Yes. Okay. Any I know I don't want to see anybody peeing on a flag. Sorry. God, no. we said pee and poop in this episode. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> what have you done to this what show? Happened? My you came in here. God. It's like the kids are around or something. Everybody's By the like, end of the show, hey, we go like I got a poop? tinkle. Yeah, I got a tinkle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You've started decorating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think you should stand up for what the flag represents. If you get hell bent about somebody burning a flag, then you're missing the point. Yeah. Because they have the right to do that. Exactly. According to the meaning behind that flag. Exactly. And both sides have a right to do it on both sides. The same yep. people that are screaming about the Nikes are the same ones that are laughing and telling the liberals that they're idiots for protesting Chick-fil-A for not having gay rights and yep. being closed on Sunday. I'll meet you there on Sunday. I think Colin Kaepernick should open up a Chick-fil-A franchise and really cross that line. Yeah, yeah. And my, my thing... like, even, that would like, be so even, racist. Even going you told, just told the black man who's standing up for black rights to open a chicken restaurant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that would truly... That would truly be the... There it is. It would That's be the polar opposite of Nike. <laughs> no, but even like Chick-fil-A... For that matter, I look at the fact they don't want to be open on Sunday if that's their man, if that's their belief in the, th you know what? That's that's their right. They, they don't want to give up one on seventh Sunday. of their potential profits. Yeah, that's on them. That's on them. And you know what? And, and the fact that they do it, 
I respect them. I'm also a marketing guy. I've mentioned that once or a thousand times. Do you know what the hell they do? They boosted, they outsell everybody on Saturday yes. like eight to one. Yeah. Because everybody, they've created a false demand because it won't be there on Sunday. It won't Sunday. be there on exactly. Sunday. Exactly. They, but they know what the hell they're doing. But like, you know, I, when this all started with Colin, right away when Colin Kaepernick first knelt, I was like, you dickhead, you fucking asshole. And I got all shitty, you know, and never then, seen that about you. And then <laughs> never seen you do that at all. And I was, you know, and I got all shitty and then I started to think about it and I said, well, wait a minute. Um, he's not pissing on a flag. He's not burning it. He's not um, flipping people off in the crowd. He quietly knelt down. Which is respectful. Right? He Which did you, have that one moment with his socks. With and, the Mike, socks. and Mike mentioned Mike, this on the lost and, uh, footage there. Uh, he did wear the socks. Yes. They basically equated cops to pigs. That is a sweeping generalization. And this is a country that needs yeah, a lot that less need, of that. Yeah, that I, doesn't I agree with that. That's a that disgusting was, thing. That was wrong, and I don't agree with but that. But I also at don't all. think Colin Kaepernick did that on his own. I think one of his teammates that supported him, or one of his agent, maybe, said, somebody yeah, put said, put these on, put these on yes. to really stir shit up. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a bad guy at all. I, I actually kind of like the kid. I don't think he's bright. And, no. I, and he's definitely kind of looks like a deer in headlights right now, right down to that black and white Nike ad that everybody's mocking this week with those memes. But that's the thing. Even that Nike just has that, that ability that they make it seem so powerful just by having it in black and white and a close up of someone's face with no makeup. And, you know, the real, I mean, it's, it sounds stupid, but when you look at that picture, think about it. It's real. There's, you know, the faces might be a little oily. There's the pores. You see the imperfections in the face. No, but that's what it is. It's raw. And it's black and white. There's no color to it. And that's what they're doing. And they're marketing like that. And they've always done They've that. always done and that. They, and I know. Michael Jordan sweating yes. in the how many things. Yeah. And then Gatorade took it one step further. And had Michael Jordan, Jordan sweating, sweating Gatorade. Yeah. 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 But, but my thing, like I said, I changed, I changed my stance on Kaepernick when I started to realize. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm a very strong proponent about what that flag stands for and what that national anthem stands for. And I believe 100% in what it does stand for, what it was meant to be. Are we that? No, we're not. We haven't been for a long time. We haven't been for a long time. So, you know, him protesting it, he has every right to protest it. And to do it the way he did was... It was. I. I don't want. I don't want to say. I don't want to use classy as the word respectful. because. I, but it, it was, was respectful. respectful. It totally was respectful. Absolutely. He did nothing. Uh, all he had of, to do was keep doing that. Signing this deal has a foul taste in my. Yeah. And yes. I, because it was Nike, he's profiting off of it now. Well, he's profiting I, off I, of and, it, and even if he does donate it, it's still. It was all about the visibility of it. In my opinion, this, this doesn't need visibility. It's the headline news on everything. We got a hurricane bearing down on the United States. Yeah. They, the country is in one of the worst divides in the history, right down to the Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Okay, we are we are That's on the verge at. of something horrendous, and we're talking about a, a football player making a gesture that was personal. Yeah. And because he's made it public. Because and, his gesture was the root of so much animosity in this country and so much hatred and so much anger and frustration. I've heard more veterans say, I, I fought so that you have the right to, to do, do this. do that. They did. 
you can disagree with your country and, and as long as you're silent you're peacefully protesting it that's why i fought my father's a veteran and i don't think he really has an opinion about this but he would never tell you to not <laughs> no, i don't believe he does no <laughs> but i don't think he would ever tell you to not peacefully protest against anything you strongly believe against and that's yeah no it's 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 one thing to say hey i'm not going to do that you know, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here behind everybody and kneel down. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna kneel down. That's I mean, granted. How visible it was was making a was making yeah. a statement. I kind of wish he know? did more like the Vietnamese or what was he Tibetan? He lit himself on fire and yeah, just fire. poured gas on himself in the fifty yard line and yeah, fucking yeah. torched himself. Absolutely, and he'd be like, "Start me, <laughs> yeah, start me." I use. But the same people that are protesting being disrespectful of the flag are the same ones that are wearing the flag. And it says very, very flat out. Yeah, you're not a, supposed to wear it. You're not supposed to wear it. You're not supposed to alter it at all. Yep. And they're the same people that have the flag towels that they sit their fat butts on yep. at events. And it's like. I like how she threw in fat. Fat butts. She's starting to start fit in beer here. cans. Okay, but you got to stop saying butts. It's an ass. It's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're the we same gotta people. We got to downgrade our rating. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like a PG-13 episode. Yeah. What is this shit? Yeah, yeah we you guys just have to step up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike's not here. Fucking fuck 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's the same people that are screaming about no, disrespecting it that that do it on a daily basis. That's a great point because like I said, it's it's on beer cans. I, how many chairs do you see it? Budweiser. It, that's arguably I mean. America with logos than fucking Nike. Yeah. Okay. Budweiser had the unmitigated gall to name their beer America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you I know, I'll be honest with you, that. you go to some shitty bars, they're still floating around. Yeah. There's a couple like coolers that have a couple rogue cans at the bottom, yep. the red, white, and blue, and they, in their bullshit script font that makes it look classy, it's a can <laughs> of swill, and this is America. Yeah. This Beastwood Age bullshit. America. America. Nothing yeah. sums this country up in, right now better than a, an old, dusty can yep. of Budweiser America. <laughs> no, it's the truth. And I think it's just, it's it's everywhere. It, and that's why when we when we wrote this in the doc, and I just wrote at the bottom of the document, so much hypocrisy in this subject. That's all I, that was one of the only things I wrote. Yeah. Because it's it's both sides and both sides are wrong. Is what I'm getting. Both sides are wrong to an extent. Of you have the left screaming at the right for you need to let him do this, and and yes, you do. And the right is screaming, no, he can't do that. Which and then they're like, but freedom of speech, and you're trying to take it away. <laughs> you know I mean? And it's like, wait, hold, but hold on, you know. And it's you could just, have ended that sentence. At, Everyone's wrong. Everyone's because yeah. that it, nothing sums up where we are better than that. Yeah, well, and this is, is why I don't believe in this country anymore. No, the, I really don't. The I'm, problem is everybody's gotten so prickly, and everybody's so used to being on the defenses defensive. Everybody's got their backs up. Yeah. So the instant something happens, you can be something saying something completely neutral, and someone will jump down your back, knowing what your your core values and base and and party is. That nobody knows how to behave anymore. I mean, I. Don't talk politics at work, but people have mentioned things to me, and I just smile and nod, yeah. whether I agree or disagree with them. I just seen somebody on Facebook blast my cousin Matt, who's very intelligent, 
but he's also very political and he's very Republican. Just someone just rail on him, calling him a straight up white supremacist racist. Wow. Married or dating a black just had a baby just and she's gorgeous <laughs> gorgeous beautiful just had a baby with a very black woman and she would be okay is, with that description and he, he is well i didn't say black as the ace of spades <laughs> no not at you. all not at i all. love you kia yeah <laughs> congratulations no, guys. congratulations no but i mean you know she's she's a she's a black woman Beautiful girl, and he is utterly and ultimately in love with this girl. Oh, and I mean, like to it, it's. I'm like, dude, (laughs) come on, settle it down, kid. You know, I'm I'm both jealous and grossed out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And they just had a baby um, last Friday, and it's just insane. And literally called out as a white supremacist, racist. On his Facebook page by somebody because because of something he posted. Wow, that's what this country comes to because the, he knows nothing about Matt, no. but he made a judgment based on one statement or one gesture. Therefore, I'm going to call you this, and that's why this country's in the state that it is. Yes, in. because exactly. we're willing to make those fly by night judgments, but without ever knowing anything. If somebody, had, if he had posted a picture of him and Kia together with yep. their baby, yeah. Would he still would he still post that? Probably not. But no, we, we, let's let's just make some snap judgments. Yeah, and that's why we're, nobody's listening now. They're just reacting, and we've discussed this so many fucking times on this show. Yeah, and it's really gotten to a point. I do want to point out one thing before we get off this topic. When you Mike's were described, racist. well, a little bit, oh. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, and that's why he's not here tonight. It's just... a, it's election day in Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just saying. Melissa mentioned the NFL all the team owners in the boardroom and she mentioned the giants and the Patriots. Normally the Patriots would be very good contributors to that boardroom table. But the fact that the giants were there, they just stopped knowing how to talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's happened at least twice. (laughs) Is that that you put the Patriots, you know, the big 10, you said, and that's just hilarious. Well, they me. were just the ones Even front still, of mind because we're in New England and yeah. Brad's a well, no, Giants fan. But I'm saying they, they are the big owners the, of the big teams. And it just, to me, it's hilarious because I grew up in New England my whole life. Granted, the past, what is it, 10? What, the Patriots? Well, the, 15 it's called, years. It's, it's more like 17. 17 years. Yeah. Have been incredible. A guaranteed playoff spot every year. Yeah. The team's fucking amazing. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love to make fun of them, because they're at the top of the mountain. They're at the top of the it's mountain. It's a lot exactly. of fun shooting them off. It is. and But for the 35 goal- years before that mountain, <laughs> <laughs> they were around the bottom like, hey, guys, someone throw me a rope. You know? <laughs> for 35 one years. One of the best things I learned by hanging out at the K, yep. the bar we hang out at. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, I'll needless to say, the K is shorthand for yep. the place where I met Craig, where I, I got my wife drunk countless times. <laughs> now, honestly, and you, the K actually stands for the Kinsman Tavern on State Street in Bristol, Rhode Island. If you're anywhere in the area and you don't go to the Kinsman, you're wrong. Yeah. The end. That's it. That's it. It's a fantastic bar that represents everything that we stand for on this show. We love hanging out there. We plan to record there soon. Yep. Uh, yeah, we actually want to do a little live record, live in quotes, but yeah, on-site recording, we'll call it before they open. 
Uh, yeah, before they open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just interviewing John and the mop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be uh, a, a good time in there this season. We love ha- watching football and everything. But uh, that was an, a point I was going to make is one of the things I learned about this area leading up to the last 17 years is that the Patriots weren't even on TV for many no. of those 30 years, which is why there are so many Giants fans and, and Steelers. Steelers fans yep. in the area. And that's how our compatriot there ended up the way he did. Yeah. No, it's the truth. I remember as a kid, it was very rare that the Patriots were televised. But let's get back on track. Well, you know, we we were talking about Colin Kaepernick and standing up for what he believed in and making a stand that turned into a movement. What about the flip side? We had somebody who was moderately famous back in the 80s, early 90s. He wasn't a star. No. He was a guy who plied his trade and managed to land a gig on The Cosby Show, which at the time was the number one show on television. And he played a role that, annoying as shit, if you ask me, but ultimately it was a well-received role. He was on the show for five years. And then Hollywood hasn't been so nice to him. He's shown up here and there. He's probably played a corpse on Law & Order more than once. Yeah. But the man had to go out and get a real job. And he's doing... He was... Still doing theater, lo- obviously local theaters and stuff like that. And, yeah, he believed you know. in his craft and he believed in acting. And you know what? But the man had to go out and get a job at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Okay, so his name is Jeffrey Owens. You know him as Elvin Thibodeau. Okay, and I, but you know. Denise's fiance. Sandra's husband. Sandra's Sandra, Sandra, Yeah, Sandra, I'm sorry. I think, you know, this story represents, the internet claims that, they're responsible for making the Colin Kaepernick movement something bigger and something more important. This is an example of why the internet is everything that's wrong. And, you know, I, we talk about it every week, but it just, you can't ignore it with stabbing you sometimes. The internet shamed this man, or at least one person did, and a lot of other people got behind him. But they took a picture of this man at work wearing a tie-dye Trader Joe shirt, yep. bagging groceries, earning an honest living, doing what he needed to do to put food on the table for him and his family. And the the internet's first reaction is, oh my God, you used to be famous. You're on the Cosby Show like 30 years ago. Clearly you're still working. How do you not have any of that fuck you money from the Cosby Show? Yeah, what money? That guy was making probably 1,100 an episode. Yeah. So you figure what, 12 episodes a season? Well, 24, but still. Oh, was it 20? So so he was making 24, uh, well, so he was making what? 30 something thousand a year. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly. And what happened was Bill Cosby, we didn't dis- discuss this the other night, but this that came was out. bad this math, way. by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was really bad math. Nicely done. Yeah. The same guy who wants to tell me about yeah. Russian yeah. space station <laughs> and all the science behind that. That was horrendous. Tell me, tell me again like, what can put a hole in the Russian stuff? space station. <laughs> tell me. I'm begging you. Uh, it turns out the Bill Cosby thing is the reason he had to go to Trader Joe's. That came out this week after we recorded the first time. They took all of the reruns off the air because Cosby can't so keep... No more residuals. Yeah, no more residuals. It's still Stop on. getting a check. Not as many, though. Not as many. And yeah. he's losing money hand over fist. So he went out and got a job. And my hat is tipped to the guy. Yeah. But like the Kaepernick thing, I don't think he was quite ready for what came next. Yeah. And so I don't know if you heard, but a guy we don't like on this show. No. A guy named Tyler Perry. Because he, uh, the blackest man to ever white knight somebody. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler <laughs> yeah. Perry came in and offered him an immediate role, 10 episode arc on his sitcom, The Haves and Haves Nots. And I'm talking too much, so Craig, take over, or Melissa. 
This is, for one thing, it's a horrendous show. I've watched. <laughs> Isn't it on Oprah's network? Yeah. It, it, and me, the, it was funny because the other night I was flipping through the channels. I stopped for some, whatever reason it was. And I, actually, I was editing the last episode. And my wife just sat, just sits there. My wife won't touch the remote. If it's on, she'll, you know, because she's usually doing other things. So when she finally sits down, if it's on, she's either going to play Candy Crush or watch what's a, whatever I have on at that time. So it just for some reason that happened to be on and she's watching it and then she gets enthralled by it. So now she's like, oh, don't change that. <laughs> so everyone's why I'm pulling what? that. What? You were watching enthralled? Super Soul. You were watching Super yeah. Soul Sunday, weren't you? No. <laughs> and then- no, I think I I forgot what it, I, it was. A movie, They had a movie on and I ended up was watching the end of the movie. You know, it was just one of those movies. Super that, Soul Sunday. Yeah. What's, <laughs> exactly. what's that one show that Oprah does where she pretends she's not fucking that girl, Gail? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they sit around a big house and talk about how rich they are, and then they pretend not to scissor each other when the camera's yeah. off. <laughs> are you familiar with that one? You just give me a look here. I didn't give you a look. I know they took that road trip show. Oh, there it is. Then, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, but Fran was so she gets stuck watching it, and she just sits. Now she's just watching it, and I occasionally pull my headphones off, and I'm like, "What the?" Are you watching? Like, like, what the fuck is going on? Because I'm just even the mannerisms of the actors were bad. You know, or were they like, just like emoting? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, what the hell? It was like the worst daytime soap opera you've ever seen. It's it's like Dynasty meets the Cosby Shit. Show. Poop. I'm meets. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Dynasty Feces. meets Dynasty meets the Cosby Show meets Guiding Light. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> How the hell did you match those three? Yeah, right? That's what that it's was like. Pretty damn good. <laughs> that was a pretty good tie-in. I ended up like taking my headphones off and having to watch a little bit of it because I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is insane. And it was the worst. I couldn't. Bl- I'm like, the dialogue was horrible. The acting was beyond. Well, bad. knowing what you know about Jeffrey Owens as an actor from his tour de force role as Elvin Thibodeau, he <laughs> is going to get the fucking Emmy <laughs> on that show. What, what, what's your network? OWN, right? Yeah, he's getting oh, an Oni. That's, oh. yeah, that's, that's about it. That's why Tyler Perry was like, "Dude, you need a job, please." <laughs> like, please. He's like, "No, seriously, seriously, ten episodes. I need somebody to." Well, he actually booked another show. He's going to be on NCIS. Yep. And so all of a sudden, this guy's career is taking off. Now, let me ask you this. This is clearly not as big a situation as Colin Kaepernick. But let's face it. When Jeffrey Owens got publicly shamed and then the person who shamed him, I I should let me rephrase that. When somebody tried to shame him, there's no shame in his game. No, he went to work. He went to work. He needed the guy needed to put food on his table and he did what he had to do. And he'd probably There's go nothing back. nothing wrong with And he that. said he would go back. Of course. Uh, but, and as well he should. There's no crime in having a job. There is a crime in purposely not having a job. Yeah. Okay? And taking advantage of our system. But I got to ask you, like, now that he's getting these job offers, is he just accepting them now? Is that diluting the fact that he made a point of... Because he originally said, I'm not going to take a job just because of this. Yeah. Now he's taken two jobs in a matter of a week. Since we recorded it, he's now got two gigs where he's, he had none because he was making a stand. 
Yeah. Colin Kaepernick was making a stand, and now he's got 10 million reasons to do it. Yeah. Okay, Jeffrey Owens was making a stand, and now he's got two different shows and possibly more books. He's got an agent who's like, take this job, motherfucker. I want my 10%. You got that right. I haven't gotten anything. I can't take 10%. My name ain't FICA from your fucking Trader Joe's job. Yeah, exactly. But, But was he actually making a stand, or was he saying... I want to do what I want to do, and these just things just happen. He to did line take a up. stand against the person it, that that tried to shame him by saying, yeah. "I there's no shame in doing what I do. I love nope. my job. I love this company, and I'm proud to work here." Yeah. And but that but just by publicly responding, you've now become part of something. Yes. Yep. All right. And so he could have just ignored it, and he didn't. He chose to respond, and all of a sudden, everybody on the internet got behind him. He had somebody offering to donate $25,000 to his career. That was ridiculous. Yeah, which is just insulting. That was just, just in, insulting. That was, that was insulting to him. Add a zero to that, and maybe we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was extremely insulting, in, insulting to him to offer him cash. Like, let me give you some cash. You look like you need it. You're working at Trader Joe's. He wasn't... You never heard him, like, crying out to the media... Or on social media, I'm broke and I need work. You ne- oh, no. you mean like that What's Her Nuts from Gilligan's Island today? Yeah. Marianne? Yeah, started Mar- a, go- a GoFundMe for herself. Uh, yeah, Marianne. from For 200 grand. <laughs> she's claiming she needs that to maintain her standard of life. What standard of life have yeah. you had? Sherwood Schwartz died 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Did Wait, she, didn't you she get... You need another picnic table blanket sure. <laughs> <laughs> didn't she get arrested for mailing pot to Gilligan? Probably. <laughs> I, would say. I did not know this. Please elaborate. Yeah. No, I'm think, serious. No, if I you look she, it up. I think she did. I think yeah. There was something right. she it was something about the mail, it was pot, and it was to someone in the cast. I don't know if it was Gilligan. Oh, uh, it was probably Bob Denver. He was a big pothead. I know that. No. Yeah. Go but, on. But she did. Yeah. She I don't know if she was actually arrested or if she was just fined. But it was in the news like ten years ago. Yeah. About it was that? yeah. All right. No, so, think, so so using FedEx is a drug shipment. Yep. Wasn't it was working USPS. out for her. Working it out. wasn't yeah. a sustainable long term plan for an eighty US... year old actress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was straight USPS. She she didn't even go fancy. So, <laughs> oh no! It's oh that's what the problem is. They legalized uh, marijuana. <laughs> now she can't sell it anymore. Only, so only on state. Making... Only on the state I'll level, be honest, not yeah, federally. She ran a dispensary. Yeah, right? I would go to Marianne's. Dispensary. I would go to Marianne's dispensary. Right? <laughs> she serves it in coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a boat with a small hole in it. I call this stream coconut cream. That's how you pie. get into the dispensary. Well, I call this one uh, electric bike. <laughs> they really like bamboo bicycle. <laughs> I love that show. It was they had, great. They had a country club. Like, <laughs> it was like what three seasons? It went four, three, maybe three. I think it was three. I thought it was like the longest running show when I was a kid. Well, yeah, no, because it, it started out black and white. Yeah. The next thing you know, the Globetrotters are there. You know, they're playing basketball. I know there was a movie, but still, it all happened so quickly. Yeah, I thought it was, because it was always on repeats in the summertime. Yeah, it was, I watched it, was like, it all the time The as a boat kid. was made was by a Russian life. engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a giant hole in it that he filled with paper. <laughs> Honestly, if they just paddled fast, they would have been okay. <laughs> just trying to beat the amount of water coming on here. But oh, so, Marianne, but I mean, getting back to the point, like, Marianne did it the wrong way. Marianne didn't save her money. I think Gilligan's Island is still on somewhere. She's right. probably getting residual checks, and she's just pissing it away because she still considers herself an actress. At least Jeffrey Owens had the common sense to say, hey, I got to go get a real job. Okay, you didn't see Erin Moran doing that. Joni from Happy Days, and she died a miserable death. 
in a trailer park yeah. because she kept trying to live on residuals. Yep. Yeah. So my hat is tipped to Jeffrey. We haven't had a toast tonight. Can I do our first toast? And Melissa's first ever needless to say toast. Yes. To Jeffrey Owens. To Jeffrey Owens. If I had run into him, I just would have gotten a selfie. No, yeah. but that's the last <laughs> thing you should have done. Because he was know. just at work. I but. Did I you see even... his face on the photo? Didn't look no. too happy about it. No. But I think that's because they cornered him. I well, loved they, As they a kid, I loved the Cosby they, they Show. They were mocking him and he, and he knew it. Well, and they, I wouldn't have done that. I loved the Cosby Show growing up. It was yeah. my favorite show. I think that what was worse is that she had the nerve to say, God, he looks so much older. Yeah, about 30 years. No shit. <laughs> he looked older. Right? Well, it's good just, luck to Jeffrey Owens. I hope that he, he finds some level of success based on acting skill and not on novelty. Yep. Because I think that more than work ethic really turned out to be the theme of this episode. So I really believe in what you're doing and don't just take advantage of a novelty. My hope for Colin Kaepernick is that he is going to take and make the most of this opportunity. Yep. Use that money for good. Whether yeah. you donate it or you build a foundation or you just do everything you can to really raise awareness and not just media awareness and social awareness, but actually get people moving and get people active. Then yeah. it will all be worth it. I have a hard then time. Then something would have came out of it. Something would exactly. come out of it. If he uses Nike's money to do something like that, I'll publicly apologize on this show. Yeah. But I, I, right now I'm skeptical. I feel like the timing of his kneel was as skeptical as the timing of his accepting of this contract and by the, the company that he chose to accept it with. I think yep. there were probably other companies out there that would have given him similar money but would have done so for the right reasons rather than trying to play off the NFL. Exactly. So that's where I'm no, at. No, I that. mean, you know, and I think Marianne from Gilligan's Island should open a laundromat to make that money back because Gilligan's pants were white as fuck for three years in that. <laughs> so was his hat. Everything was pressed. I'm just sitting in this garage and <laughs> I would need her services. <laughs> I always liked Marianne, though. I thought Ginger was a whore. She was a skank. She was skanky. Yep. She would look like somebody was blowing and her way to the top in Hollywood. She, you know what's funny is she was probably worse off than anyone else because she really didn't do much after that. And she got lured into doing that show by them telling her that she was going to be the lead role. Oh, shit. <laughs> they they <laughs> basically did. lied to her. Said, yeah, we, we need you to come into the show. You're going to be the lead role. And she was as arrogant as the character that she played. That was supposed. That must have been a weird time in Hollywood because they told. I think it was Russell Johnson. He played the professor. Yeah, mm. I, I did pull that out of my ass. By the way, that was pretty good. I, I did not look that up. Um, Russell Johnson was a, a Shakespearean actor. He was yeah. a very serious actor. And what other show came on before or after Gilligan's Island in the afternoon? The Brady Bunch, and Mike Brady was also a Shakespearean trained actor. He was a classically trained actor and they promised him the world that we will create opportunities for you in movies and everything else if you do this show. We'll even get you AIDS. What? A yes. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and, and they delivered. Yeah. And they delivered. He hated doing that show though. He hated every minute of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. he did. As well they should have. It was a shitty Except show. that one time he plowed Peter. <laughs> he made his voice change right on the air yeah. <laughs> it's time to change is that when the perms came in 
<laughs> it wasn't perms. I just yeah. literally curled no, their yeah, hair. I remember that. <laughs> I also I mean, don't think Cindy Brady was actually frozen there by a red light on a camera. I no. think she saw, looked beyond the camera and saw Mike Brady getting blown by the fucking <laughs> grip. <laughs> <laughs> the gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Talk about people living off of residuals, though. Look at the, the Brady Bunch. I mean, some of them kind of shitted out on it, but like the guy who played, uh, what's, what was his Peter. name? Might. Knight. Peter Knight. Yeah. No, Christopher yeah, Knight. No, no, Christopher Knight. Peter. Was, You've gone through more names? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, it was like my grandmother was here. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bobby Craig. <laughs> Aloysius. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was, I mean, when was the last time you saw him act? Actually he on a reality a tech show. tech company. Well, no, when he was company? on the, well, he ran his own tech company. He's acting again, but he had that. Uh, he married the model that he met yeah, on the reality yeah. show. He was on uh, the Celebrity House, whatever that was. Yeah, and that's when he met that the surreal girl. life. Surreal life. It was a celebrity and he house met that though. Model, but even that, he was still doing okay. He wasn't. No, he ran his own tech company. He's yeah. doing well. Yeah, he was, he was doing well. Easy seven digit income yeah. every year. He ran. He was successful. And honestly, Barry Williams would play Greg Brady. I, you know, granted, he's down in like Branson, Missouri. Yeah, and but he's. Got a, a steady show for 20 years now. People pay money to go see him like he's fucking, what's his name? <laughs> he had a box horse jack. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> at one point on national television. But, <laughs> but that aside. But that aside. He plays a casino. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got old people that show up for nostalgia and watch the man attempt to sing. Yep. Makes a nice living. And he lives there practically income tax free in Missouri. Yeah. Who's smart? Who's yeah? The guy who's actually going to work every day, or the guy who has old women throwing bloomers at him every yeah. night? Okay, because because he, he was once Johnny Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> they throw yeah. I think he wins. He's down there. He shares a casino with yeah, Yakov Smirnov. Living living a life of just hang like, not just. I'm sure he works. Yes, you know, like no, that's good. it. That's all he does. But that's all. No, Didn't I'm saying. Opie I'm sure he used to call him. You know, he he's actually friends into, with Opie. Yeah, he Opie put, used to call he, him at four in the morning. Yeah, he puts effort into what he does. He's not he's not laying on a couch waiting for a check to come in the mail. You know what I mean? He's out there doing his thing. Look, I, I, if you were on the Brady Bunch and you thought that was going anywhere but Brady Bunch nostalgia, you clearly didn't pay attention. Yeah. Okay, and then the Partridge family came right after them and tried to do the same thing, and they all ended up dead or fucked up too. Yeah. Okay. It's that was the era of television. That's kind of what I'm getting at. But at least they worked, or most of them did. Anybody who's still trying to live off residuals at this point in their career, you got problems. You got fucking problems. Melissa, you've been quiet. I'm fine. Okay. I'm just listening. (laughs) Which is why we brought you on. (laughs) I haven't had much to add. All right. Let's check the headlines. Let's see if there was anything else lingering. I think Jeffrey Owens was really our crux of the episode. Yeah, right? I think I so. Kaepernick was. Well, Kaepernick and Jeffrey well, Kaepernick Owens and, and the Jeffrey kind of the Owens. whole thing. Two black guys that lost their jobs and now got better ones for doing the right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think you agree, right? Sure. I, uh, I think that's probably the best way we could possibly end this episode. You know, we, we made some points tonight. I think so. Right, so let's get into a little housekeeping because we have to do it. You know, we I don't do. know if you guys are listening or not, but we kind of have to do it. Um, social media. We love you. We do. We really do love social media, despite all our complaining. 
but I would love for you guys to actually use it and reach out to yeah. us. <laughs> Share our shit. We got a couple of comments this week. We actually did. People are responding. One of them came from Joe. Joe, if you're down in Virginia, be safe, brother. Yeah, be careful, man. Uh, I know he decided to leave the relative safe confines of the Northeast just to fly back to his house to fly into the heart of a storm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. I met Joe this one time on the 4th of July, but it sounds about right for Joe. Yeah. All right, so that works. So, Joe, yep. be safe down there, buddy. Christy, while, while we're at it, storm's coming to you, too. Be safe down there. Don't do anything stupid. By the time you hear this, the storm will have already passed. So don't stop working on the roundup. I yeah. mean, I, I mean so I, I don't, on the run. <laughs> and, 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 and by that, we mean uh, NTS rundowns. Yeah, rundowns. Cause, That's what. Because Craig's fucking illiterate even on Wednesday. But anyway. <laughs> so Christy's it. doing NTS rundowns, but on social media, it's at NTS underscore podcast on Twitter. And again, because we love you, at NTS underscore podcast also on Facebook. Rumors of our Instagram account are no longer rumors. We will be launching that this week. Yes. We will have an Instagram account that will be the exact same pictures we share on Facebook. And there'll be all pictures of my new car on it. That's right. Yeah. Or, or the empty parking That's spot. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a blank space yeah. all over Instagram. The body, the body, the body outline. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and knowing social media, they'll think you're starting a movement. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it in black and white. Well, don't do With it in my white. my greasy face. Don't do it in white. Because if you do a blank white thing and post it to Instagram, bad things happen. Yeah. Boring glue in your hair. also merchandise honestly if you like the show and i know there's a few of you out there that do because i'm starting to notice trends there are things in the statistics that are telling me the same people are listening every week don't be quiet anymore say something vote with your wallet yeah okay (laughs) buy our shit okay uh if you go to teespring.com and look up needless to say dot 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 uh you will find all of our merchandise i am partial to the tour shirt because it's dated and pretty soon we're going to be out of 2018. Craig's, yeah. <laughs> Craig's wearing his now. It looks yep. appropriately satanic. Wear it to church. I definitely want you to wear it to church and wait till you hear what we got planned for next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that aside, uh, is there anything else we have to say? Craig, do we have anything? Rhode Island Comic Con. Oh, good. Take it. We have, we have a table at Rhode Island Comic Con this year. And we'll be there. We'll have some. We're gonna have a little raffle, pri- you know, some prizes for a raffle Don't going them. on. Don't reveal them. No, That's I'm not gonna shit. reveal them. Um, we're gonna be recording almost the whole weekend. Yeah. So I mean, step up to the table. If you, you got if a chance there, to come in, meet us. Come in, meet us, hang out, ask us some questions. We'll ask you some questions. If you bring beer, better questions. Better questions. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Manny will be there. Man, he'll be there. He's not coming on our dime, but he'll be there. No, but yeah, no, no, he'll be there. Yeah, sometimes Manny will be there. It's going to be a good time. I mean, Rhode Island Comic Con's always a blast. But I you think know what the best part be about it is, and I'm sorry, I cut you off. We almost went a full episode without cutting each other off. Almost. I gotta nah. say this. I think one of the things I'm really looking forward to the Comic Con is that there are no other podcasts there. There haven't been in all the years we've gone. We are going to be the only podcast with a table. They yes. may have been walking around, yeah, walking around, but, but none of them actually got a table. So we're going to be able to draw attention to ourselves and hopefully we'll be in a good row where we'll be able to just have organic, natural conversations with vendors and with artists yes. and with other things. And that's what I'm hoping happens over the three days. I would imagine there's a camaraderie that happens amongst the booth owners. Well, that's I plan on establishing some of that Yeah, when we first get there. 
And so I think there's going to be a lot of handshaking going on. I think by the end of Sunday, we're going to make some friends. And I think we're going to be able to stretch the reach of the show a little bit further. I hope so. So I'm really looking forward to this. So, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I keep forgetting it's not far away it's anymore. It's not far away. I will not be there. <laughs> Why? You don't want to go? We have kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that you won't be there to not talk. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that said, despite all my mocking, I would like to thank my lovely wife, Melissa, for stepping in tonight. Yep. Okay. At a very short notice. Okay. Yes. This whole episode was very short notice, but she stepped up to the plate, swung it, hit it out of the park. I want to thank you for that. Do you have any words for our fair listeners? Needless to say, we pooped it. <laughs>